Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your healthcare provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, Please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, here we are, another week, and how's everyone doing? I hope you had a great weekend and a great last week. I just wanted to let you guys know, if you've already been on my Facebook page, Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast, you'll know and you'll notice that I'm going to be setting up a monetization on my site, but not charge you. I'm not going to be charging any of the listeners, and that's one thing I've always said that I'm not going to do, but I'm hoping that I can receive money some other way through um, something I found the other day. I can't really talk about it too much right now until it happens, but I'm hoping I can bring in a little bit of money from this podcast because it's starting to get expensive for me to uh, post these from the uh, company that I use to post my episodes for me, so... I hope everything works out, and I hope everyone's out there rooting for me so this can happen, because if it doesn't, I might have to shut this whole thing down, and I don't want to do that. This is something I've wanted to work and do for so long, and I just hope everything works out. So just cheer me on, and hopefully we'll get it done. So let's go ahead and finish out this episode. Last episode, we talked about um, sleep aids, you know, things that will help you maybe with insomnia. Now we're going to talk about eight natural sleep aids and what works. So here we go. Why should I use a natural sleep aid? Difficulty falling asleep is a common occurrence. For many people, this means trouble sleeping every now and again for a short duration of time. In many cases, this can be corrected by improving your sleep hygiene, which includes limiting daytime napping to 30 minutes or less, exercising for at least 10 minutes per day, avoiding caffeine and other stimulants before bedtime, and passing on heavy foods like fatty and fried meals before bedtime. If your sleep troubles are frequent, you may wish to use an over-the-counter or home remedy to help you fall asleep. Some people wish to avoid using medication in favor of more natural alternatives. Non-prescription sleep aids are typically considered natural They encourage relaxation, ease anxiety, and promote sleep. Many natural sleep aids are also linked to other health-promoting behaviors like improved digestion and pain relief. Getting enough sleep may be as simple as changing your routine, your diets, or habits. Always try non-medicinal and non-herbal approaches first. So... Are natural sleep aids more beneficial than traditional sleep aids? Natural sleep aids are generally considered safer than OTC, which is over-the-counter prescriptions. 
This is because they tend to have fewer side effects than their, pres than their prescription counterparts. Some people worry that using prescription medication can cause them to become dependent on the medication. If this happens, they may experience withdrawal symptoms if they decide to stop using it. They may also have even more difficult techniques swallowing sleep after stopping the use. Using natural sleep aids for a short time typically doesn't lead to dependence. Natural sleep aids have a low risk of side effects or complications when used for a short time. Herbs, which are often used as natural sleep aids, aren't regulated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, so you should use them with caution. You should always consult your doctor about any potential interactions between an herb you'd like to use and any medical conditions you have or medications you're taking. So let's talk about the first sleep aid, which is going to be chamomile. Chamomile is a, gent a gentle herb that has a calming effect. It promotes relaxation and sleep. A 2016 study found chamomile tea to be useful in improving the quality of sleep in postnatal women. It also lessens symptoms of depression. Although there isn't a typical dose for chamomile, you can use it a few ways. Use dried chamomile flowers to make tea, steep prepared tea bags sold at your local grocery store, inhale or apply diluted chamomile essential oils to your skin, apply as a topical plant and take tablet or capsule form. You may also find that chamomile aids in digestion, soothes and heals skin, relaxes muscles, and relieves headaches. You shouldn't use chamomile if you're allergic to rag or anything else in the daisy family, as you might also be allergic to chamomile. So consult your doctor or an allergist before using. If taking capsules or, tab or tablets of chamomile, don't take more than the recommended dose. Doing so may cause nausea and vomiting. You also shouldn't use chamomile if you have a hormone sensitive condition. You should always dilute chamomile essential oil with a carrier oil, such as olive oil. Make sure you do a patch test before applying diluted essential oils to your skin. To do this, rub a dime-sized dime amount of diluted essential oil into the inside of your forearm if you don't experience any irritation within 24 hours, it should be safe to apply elsewhere. Just continue with use if you begin experiencing any unusual symptoms. If your symptoms continue, consult your doctor. Essential oils should never be taken internally. That's a good thing. I didn't know that because I use essential oils uh, aroma for the house and I use orange flavor and that seems to help with the pain. Sleep aid number two is Val. Valerian. Valerian is a herbal medicine made from the root of a plant. It's been noted to act as a sedative, but more research on this herb is still needed. Valerian can interact with some medications, so you should consult your doctor before using. According to a 2011 study, valerian can be helpful in treating insomnia and improving the quality of sleep in postmenopausal women. Participants in the study took 530 milligrams of valerian extract twice daily for four weeks. Valerian may be combined with hops, lemon balm, and other herbs. It's best to gradually increase your dose over a period of time. Once your sleep improves, you should continue using valerian for two to six weeks. 
If you drink it as tea, you may take a quarter to one teaspoon up to three times per day. That's not very much. If you prefer to take it in capsule form, you should follow the dosage recommend on the label. When you, when you wish to discontinue use, you should always slowly reduce your dose. Abruptly ending may cause symptoms of withdrawal or anxiety. Valerian may also help to ease menstrual and stomach cramps, muscle and joint pain, depression, headaches, but valerian may cause headaches, impaired thinking, upset stomach, dizziness, and irritability. You shouldn't use valerian if you experience any unusual symptoms and consult your doctor if you have any of these symptoms. Number three, the sleep baby is going to be hops, H-O-P-S. Hops are the female flowers of the hop plant. They are used to flavor beverages like beer and as an herbal medicine. Hops have been shown to improve sleep. A 2014 study found that the university students who drank non-alcoholic beer that contained hops enhanced their quality of sleep. Hops are sometimes combined with other herbs like valerian. You can take the liquid extract of 0.5 to 2 milliliters daily. You can take up to 1 gram of powdered extract 3 times daily. You can also drink non-alcoholic beer that contains hops. Hops may also lower cholesterol, relieve irritability, aid in digestive issues, and have antibacterial properties. Hops may worsen certain types of depression. You shouldn't take hops if you have a hormone-sensitive condition. You should stop using this remedy if you begin experiencing any unusual symptoms. If these symptoms continue, consult your doctor. Okay, the next one, sleep aid number four. Everyone's probably used this or heard of it, melatonin. Melatonin is a hormone made in the pineal gland. It controls your rhythms of the circadian. Supplemental melatonin may help you fall asleep faster and boost the quality of your sleep. Results of a 2016 study showed supplemental melatonin to be helpful as a sleep aid. Shift workers who took 3 milligrams of melatonin were able to fall asleep more quickly and spend more time sleeping each cycle. The recommended dose is 1 to 5 milligrams per before bedtime. You should discontinue use after two weeks. If your sleep troubles persist after two weeks of use, you should consult your doctor. Now, melatonin may also help relieve symptoms of jet lag, boost immunity, and fight inflammation. But also, melatonin may cause wakefulness in the night, depression, grogginess, irritability, and stomach cramps. You should discontinue use if you begin experiencing any unusual symptoms. If these symptoms persist, consult your doctor. Have you noticed that a lot of these at the end are saying, consult your doctor if you have any issues? Like, you know, and people think that natural remedies are supposed to be okay to take, and it doesn't matter, you know, how much you take or, you know, what it is. But I guess there's still a lot of side effects that you really need to be careful when taking these types of um, supplements and which I take some that I didn't realize that you know there should be a warning on all these and that's what happens you know the FDA doesn't um, you know consider these to be something that 
should be on the market because they don't test it themselves. So just be careful. So number five sleep aid is going to be passion flower. Passion flower is a plant containing chemicals that produce a calming effect. It brings about feeling of relaxation and sleepiness and is sometimes combined with other plants in an herbal blend. A 2016 study showed that passion flower alleviated sleep disorders when taken for four weeks. Participants in the study also experienced reduced anxiety levels. You can use this herb to make a tea to drink before bedtime or take it in capsule form. The recommended dose is 10 to 30 drops of passion flower extract before bedtime. If you prefer to take a capsule, the dose is 90 milligrams. You shouldn't take passion flower for longer than two months at a time. You know, that's another warning that you, do, that you don't hear about is you should only take it for a certain amount of time. So I might have to look into the ones that I take. But uh, let's continue here. Passion flower may also help to relieve pain, anxiety, muscle spasms, inflammation, symptoms of menopause. But passion flower may cause dizziness, confusion, irregular muscle action, loss of coordination, altered consciousness, inflamed blood vessels. Do not take passion flower if you are breastfeeding or pregnant. This herb is also known to interact with many medications and can make sedatives and blood thinners too strong. People on some types of these antidepressants cannot take passion flower. This continue used if you begin to experience any unusual symptoms. If your symptoms don't fade, consult your doctor. All right, number six, sleep aid is gonna be lavender. Lavender is a fragrant, a fragrant plant used to make medicine, perfume, and oil. It's thought to boost health and well-being. Its calming effect can help induce sleep. A 2015 study found lavender to be effective in improving the quality of sleep in postpartum women. Participants inhaled lavender fragrance before sleeping for a period of eight weeks. You may also use lavender in the following ways. Add a drop a few drops of essential oil to a diffuser near your bed. Rub diluted essential oil on your forehead and around your nose. Put a few drops of essential oil on your pillow. Use dried lavender to make tea in scented bags. Lavender may help to relieve pain, improve blood circulation, disinfect your scalp and skin, ease abdominal discomfort, relieve headaches, alleviate respiratory problems. Always dilute lavender essential oils with water or a carrier oil such as olive oil. You should also do a patch test before applying diluted essential oils to your skin. To do a patch test, rub a dime-sized amount of diluted essential oil into the side of your forearm. If you don't experience any irritation within 24 hours, you should be safe for you to use. If you begin experiencing any unusual symptoms, discontinue use. Consult your doctor if these symptoms persist. Essential oil should never be taken internally. Alright, sleep aid number seven is going to be ginseng. Ginseng is an herb used in herbal medicine. It's thought to promote sleep and improve immunity. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, also the FDA, doesn't monitor or regulate herbs so you should take them with caution. Also, consult your doctor before use so that they can help you access your risk of side effects or complications. 
this is why whenever I uh, tell you what medications I'm taking, I don't tell you the milligrams because that's just not a good idea to do because some people try to start out with those higher milligrams and you can get really sick and get ill from, uh, you know, your body not able to process those, those things that you're putting into the body. So you really need to be careful. According to a 2013 study, red zinc, uh, ginseng extract had positive effects on people with sleep problems. Participants experienced better sleep quality after taking the abstract for a week. The recommended dose is 800 milligrams to 2 grams of powdered ginseng per day. Or you can take 10 drops of a liquid 3 times a day. You can take ginseng up to 3 months at a time. Then you should wait at least 1 week before taking ginseng again. Ginseng is also said to raise energy levels, fight stress, and treat impotence. Ginseng may cause headaches, agitation, upset stomach, dizziness, heart problems, and menstrual problems. You should discontinue use if you begin to experience any unusual symptoms. If you still experience symptoms after discontinuing use, you better consult your doctor. And finally, here's number eight. Now this one's just uh, spelled out. This one here is 5-HTP. 5-HTP is a derivative of tryptophan, which is an amino acid. It's used to increase serotonin levels. The 2016 study showed that 5-HTP can promote sleep when taken with a, another supplement. The combination is thought to increase the duration of sleep. 5-HTP is available in capsule form. The recommended dose is 150 to 400 milligrams per day. Though you should follow any directions as on the product label. Don't take this product more than six weeks. 5-H2P may also improve depression, anxiety, headaches, and, but it may cause abdominal, abdominal discomfort, heartburn, loss of appetite, or gas or bloating. If you begin experiencing any of these uh, symptoms, discontinue use. Consult your doctors if you're still experiencing symptoms after stopping use. So let's close out this episode, letting you know what the risks and warnings are if you take natural sleep aids. You shouldn't take them if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, or taking sedatives, antidepressants, or other prescription drugs, and also if you have an upcoming surgery. If you have an existing health problem or condition, consult your doctor before using a natural sleep aid. Natural sleep aids may be dangerous when used by children and older adults. Your doctor can also confirm the recommended dose for you and advise you on any potential risks. And finally, what can I do now? As you begin to treat your sleep problems, try to find the underlying cause. Be aware of what's triggering poor sleep such as stress, noise, and discomfort. Keeping a sleep journal can help you access your sleeping habits and look at areas for improvement. Natural sleep aids should only be used as a short-term solution. If your sleep problems continue, they may be a sign of an underlying medical condition or concern. You should consult your doctor if your sleep troubles persist or increase in severity. Be sure to bring your sleep journal. Your doctor can use your ob ob observations to help make a diagnosis. 
Remember that side effects and risks are possible, even with natural products. Always use a reputable brand. Also, speak with your doctor if you have any concerns or questions. If you aren't already, allow yourself to get into a habit of winding down and relaxing each night. Taking your chosen seat bait at a certain time can be a reminder to slow down the pace, unwind, and prepare for a full night's rest. So like I've said, you know, with everything that I always say in all my episodes, you always need to consult your doctor. That's the best way you're going to make sure that these products are going to be safe for you before you take them. All right? So that closes out this episode. We're 20 minutes in. That took a little longer than I thought. All right. You guys have a great week. You have a great weekend. Get out and enjoy some of the sun. It's too hot here in California, but get outside. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy nature as it was meant to be. And I will talk to you next Monday. Bye. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.